Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Good morning, this is Pastor Allen from Guideway Ministries. I first would like to apologize to everyone for not sending a recording on August the 14th. I recorded the sermon for Sunday and it had no volume, so I could not post it. I highly apologize and hopefully that doesn't happen again. However, God has been grateful and gracious unto us. And this past Sunday, this message is part of that other message on the 14th. So I'm going to try to do a little recap. Then we'll go from there. Then we'll finish off with the message from Sunday. So a little recap on Sunday the 14th. The message is on Psalm 91. We pray this message every time we pray on Wednesdays. So I broke it down to see what we were saying as much as possible and um, get a better understanding of what the chapter means. In Psalm 91, verse 1 through 4, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Dwelleth means to sit down, to live, to remain, to settle to marry. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross so that we could be brought out from one and married to another. We are no longer married unto sin. We are no longer living in sin. Now we can live under grace and truth through the actions and the death of Jesus Christ with the blood of Christ upon us. We can sit down and rest assured in the Almighty to remain, we remain in God's power, in His commandments, in His covenant. To live for Christ is not just something we do on Sunday and then not the rest of the week. But when you dwell somewhere, you live there. It is your habitation. So we live for God. We live in the commandments of the Lord. We don't just do it on Sunday, but not the rest of the week. We settle it in our mind that this world is not our home. We are pilgrims. We just passing through. We have to settle it in our hearts and in our minds that our life is not our own. It is bought with the blood of Christ. And we need to remain under the shadow of the Almighty, which means we need to remain in the Word of God. Remain praying. Pray without ceasing. Give yourself to reading. This is how we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. The secret means a covering protection. So when we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are protected by him. Our lives are hid with Christ. Shadow means shade, weather, 
defense. No matter what kind of weather it is, the Bible says that the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. And so we are protected from any kind of weather, any kind of storm, no matter if it's spiritual, physical. God said, I, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So we need to not leave God or forsake God. We need to remain under the shadow of the Almighty, under his protection, and he will fight for us. He will defend us. He is a great present help in the time of trouble. He is our defense, and we need to stay under the shadow of the Almighty. Refuge means shelter, hope, trust. Only in God we can trust. We cannot trust man to the extent that we trust God. Because, for instance, I am just a human being, so if I am sleeping and you call me, I may or may not hear my phone. If I am somewhere and you call me and you need help, I cannot get to you right away, especially if I'm on the other side of town or even out of town. There's no way that I can get to you in time or, or fast. But with God, it doesn't matter what time of day or night. It doesn't matter where you are. If you call on the name of the Lord Jesus, he will be right there. He will answer. He, he will never leave you. So then we need to never leave God. He won't leave us, but we do walk away from God when we sin, when we do stuff we know we're not supposed to do. When we go places we're not supposed to go. We are leaving the shadow of the Almighty, and when we leave from under God's protection, the devil has a lot better chance. It is because of the Lord's mercies why we are not consumed, because he doesn't let the devil go as far as he would like to. But we need to remain under his shadow. We can hope in the Lord. We can trust in the Lord. There's a lot of times that we trust in people and they let us down. Some they do it on purpose, some don't mean to, but nevertheless, people let people down. I have let people down many times, but the Lord will never let you down. You can trust in Jesus with everything you got and he will never fail you ever. Fortress means a stronghold and defense. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. We need to stay there. He is our fortress. He said, surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Snare means a springing net. A springing net catches things. It is designed to catch the prey. It is designed to take something into captivity. It's just designed to take fish so that people can sell them, kill them, eat them, birds, uh, animals. A net is designed to catch. And the network these days is designed to catch the mind. There are so many television shows, so many commercials, so many things out there on the web and you get your phone and before you know it, you've spent hours with a flick of a thumb to see so much. And it is just designed to catch the attention, to take our minds off of God and many, many people fall for it. I myself has fallen for the same thing. Hours go by and I'm scrolling up and down my phone and that is not what God wants us to do. We should spend those hours praying and reading and meditating on the Word of God, not being idle, just looking at a screen for absolutely nothing spiritually beneficial. And we do that. It's the same network that captures our mind and our attention from God. 
which we need to monitor and know how to use things with some real temperance, not to go overboard, but to do things that we need and not just be gallivanting and wasting our time and letting the devil capture our mind and our attention when it should be on God at all times. Fowler. Fowler means an entangled which means somebody that tries to entangle you in either your words or your actions, your behavior. They try to entangle Jesus in his words so many times. They try to entangle Jesus in his words so many times. And Jesus didn't fall for it. The devil tries to entangle us. He tries to bring up our past. He tries to bring up temptations. He tries to entangle us in our behavior to let us see somebody and he causes us to think that they looked at us different or they had an attitude towards us and he tries to entangle us in our behavior to where we will react negatively instead of positively and no matter if they did look at us some sort of way we still have to respond with a positive attitude not a negative one so we have to remember that the devil is here to kill to and to destroy and we cannot let him entangle us in anything no matter what it is our behavior our actions our thoughts our desires he will entangle you in thinking that God told you to do something that God did not say. He will entangle you in thinking you're doing the will of God and you're not doing the will of God because he knows what you want just like God knows what we want better than we know ourselves. And the devil will try to entangle us. Noisome means in the sense of eagerly coveting and rushing upon. Sometimes the Lord will tell us to do something and the devil will try to rush it and make us think that it's, we have to do this, we have to help God, we got to go this way, we got to do this. And he never lets us stop. He rushes us into a lot of situations. And if you don't get this now, then this, the deal's going to be over. If you don't get this now, then you can't do this. And you only have a limited time to do this. And, and that's not in the cause that God gives us. What God tells us to do, we have to have patience to do it. Long suffering. Everything the devil does is in haste and when and which is contrary to the word of God when he says long suffering. In your patience possess ye your souls. Wait on the Lord. So don't be in a rush to do things. We need to wait on the Lord. Get God's permission. Get his true and real direction. Because when you want to do something so bad, anything looks like it's the right direction. If you really want to do something. Oh, God opened this door. God opened that door. God didn't open those doors. You just wanted something so bad till the devil opened them. And now you walk through it and things keep changing and changing and changing. And God doesn't change when he gives you something. So one way to know that God did not open a door for you is if he opens, if the door is open and things keep changing and what well, this day and that day and this day and things keep changing, you can almost rest assured that God didn't open that door. The devil did. And he knows what you wanted, so he made it look really good because he does show himself to be a light. It also means desire, ruin, calamity, wickedness, perverseness, a perverse thing, mischief, iniquity, substance abuse, naughtiness. These are all what the word noisa means. And the devil plants it into our lives as much as he possibly can. He said, didn't you plant good seed? 
from whence then has it these terrors? And he said, a wicked one has planted these terrors. The devil, God plants good things in our lives. He gives us a good purpose and a good hope. And the devil comes in and plants desire of ungodly things. He plants, he plants ruin and, and calamity, wickedness, perverse things, mischief, iniquity, substance abuse, naughtiness. The devil plants that in our lives and we have to learn to abstain from the very appearance of evil. Pestilence in the sense of destroying. Anything that will destroy, normally pestilence destroy on a massive scale. Thousands at a time would die when God would send his pestilence upon the people. But the pestilence today can only kill one person because the soul that sinneth it shall die. So we need to make sure that we stay as close to God as possible, dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and hide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will continue on now with the next lesson. Peace be unto you all. I thank God for his many blessings. I thank him for his mighty outstretched hand. I thank God for always being with us no matter what we go through. We always have someone we can trust. We may not be able to trust all of our family, all of our friends. Sometimes we call and they're not there. But when it comes to Jesus, he always answers. Amen. You can call him in the midnight hour. You can call him early in the morning. You can call him in the middle of the day. It never matters. He's never too busy to answer you. There's sometimes people have called me and I was at work and didn't hear my phone. But when Jesus, when you call him, he's never that busy. His phone is never off and his line is never too occupied. You can call him at any given day, time, night. It doesn't matter. Just call Jesus and he'll be right there to help you. Right there to bless you. Right there to encourage you when you feel down. We have been praying Psalm 91. And I began to look to see what we were praying because when we memorize verses, it's very good. But if you know what you memorized, it's even better. And so when we say something as a prayer, it's really good to know what we're saying. And when I began to dig into Psalm 91, it became way more than I ever expected it to be. I remember Alice did a little part of Psalm 91 and talked about it a little bit, but when I started digging more into it, 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 it is a beautiful thing. Psalm 91 is a very good chapter to actually memorize and to hide in your heart, and it will help you in times of trouble. We'll be covering some scriptures. I'll be reading Psalms 91. We are going to Ezekiel 16, 8 through 10. Song of Solomon 3, 7 through 5. Daniel 3, 14 through 25. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. And Exodus 12, 22 through 23. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you for this opportunity to feed your people. My Father, don't let me say anything according to the flesh, but let this be spiritual. To feed us in the name of Jesus, that we may bring forth fruit. Let this seed fall upon good ground, my God, that we will be fruitful and multiply. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, and thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou see and behold, shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. I looked up some of these words and the word wings means an army. When God covers you under the shadow of his wings, he also places you in the army of the most high God where Jesus is the captain of your host. So Jesus is your leader, he's your guide, and he places you in this army where it is impossible for you to lose. It is impossible for you to be defeated when you are in the army of the most high God and you got Jesus, king of kings, and Lord of Lords leading that army, you're not going to fail. You're not going to lose. You will not waste a day when you got Jesus as the head of your life. It also means a garment or a bed or a pentacle or a skirt. That word wings covers a lot of ground. And I remember one thing, it got me so excited, the devil will use the word of God and twist it ever so lightly until if you don't pay attention and you don't have the spirit and knowledge of God, you will fall for it. You know, the word wings means pentacle. And where did the devil take Jesus? He took Jesus to the pentacle of the temple. In other words, you are under the shadow of God's wings. If God really is protecting you, cast yourself down and he will give his angels charge concerning you, lest you dash your foot against a stone because you are covered under his wings. But Jesus didn't fall for that. He said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Yes, I'm under the shadow of the most high God, but that does not mean tempt him. That does not mean that I can just do any old kind of thing that the flesh desires to do because I'm covered under the shadow of the Almighty. That does not mean that. It means you are protected, but you still have to behave yourself wisely in the house of God. You still have the law of God to follow. You still have to walk before God as clean as you possibly can. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments so if you're not keeping his commandments you're no longer under the shadow of his wings because under the shadow of his wings there's protection there is deliverance there is peace there is joy there is everything that you need under the shadow of his wings the devil took him and tried to twist that we're going to go to ezekiel 16 8 through 10 because it also means a garment or a skirt now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold thy time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swore unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also with broidered work and shod thee with badger skin. 
and girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. See, God has always, always made a way to cover us. When we were yet in our sins, I get something when people say, I'm not ready to go to church. I'm not ready to change my lives. You will never be ready to go to Jesus but when he calls you don't ignore the calling because he is the only one that washes you and makes you clean he's the only one that can wash you and make you clean he's the only one that can forgive you and not remember your bad past anymore when he covers you with the robe of righteousness then you are no longer naked or in shame of your bad past and he's the only one that has that robe of righteousness. He's the only one that has the garment of salvation is Jesus Christ. So when we say, well, I'm not really ready, that is a lie that the devil has placed on us. We can never be ready. Jesus is the only one that gets us ready. He said, when you were down there wallowing in your blood, in your filth, I'm the one that said, live, and I gave you life. I covered you, I washed you, I made you clean, I made you whole, I forgot about your sins. It wasn't nothing that we did, it was what he did. So when we pray this prayer and we say, Lord, you are my shield and my buckler, he starts telling us these promises. You're going to be under my wings. I'm going to cover you under my protection. I'm going to put you in my army. When you trust in me, you have nothing to worry about. I'm going to clothe you. I'm going to cover you. I'm going to wash you. I'm going to make you clean when you abide under the shadow of the Most High God. We're going to Song of Solomon 3, 7 through 8. Behold, his bed which is Solomon's. Three score valiant men are about it, of the valiant of Israel. They are bold as swords, being expert in war. Every man hath his sword upon his thigh because of fear in the night. Later on down, it says, you will not be afraid of the terror by night. See, the terror means a, a, a strong, strong fear that God can either give you or the devil can try to give you. See, sometimes the Bible says that if you don't do good and you don't keep the commandments of God, he said, I will make you afraid and you will run at the sound of a leaf. You're going to hear something and just be afraid and run. And that's called the terror of God being upon you. And when you run and nobody's even chasing you, when you're not doing the will of God, when you are not under the shadow of the almighty, you will be afraid of everything. You will be afraid that somebody's going to cheat you. You're going to be afraid that somebody's going to despitefully use you. And the person probably wasn't even thinking about you. Somebody does some, or they did that to get me. But when you have the love of God, you are not afraid of any of that because you say, you know what? They're not doing it to me. They're doing it to Jesus. So if he allows you to do it to me, he's allowing you to do it to him and he has it under control. You're not afraid of anything. When we are under the shadow of the most high God, it goes on to say his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. The Bible talks about us to take the shield of faith. And we heard about it last Sunday that the shield not only protects you from getting hit, but it also quenches the fiery darts of the wicked. It puts a stop to what's trying to be done to you. And the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked with his truth. And the truth shall make you free. 
It also says it's going to be his buckler. Now, a buckler is another little tiny shield, but it goes on your arm. And what that does is it protects you when you're not paying attention. So if you got a shield and you're trying to fight and you have the sword in your other hand and you're really fighting and somebody comes behind you and they hit you, that little protection protects you from getting your arm cut off when you were out there fighting. So it's called a shield and a buckler. A buckler is something that stays in position. So when you have the word of God and your mind stayed on Jesus Christ, his truth is your buckler. You won't be attacked and not know it coming. Though the devil shoots at you from any direction and God sees that you are focused on this one problem and you're praying and you're trying to get in touch with God and the devil tries to shoot you when you're not looking, that truth will protect you from getting hit without you seeing it coming. The truth is the word of God. Jesus is our shield and our buckler. He will protect us when we can see it coming because sometimes you can see what the devil's trying to do. Sometimes he does something big enough that you're like, ah, you're going to get me with that one. But there's sometimes it's so sneaky you can't see it coming. And that's when the buckler comes in when you don't see it coming. The truth of God will protect you from that one too. You won't get blindsided when you got Jesus. You won't get attacked and say, I didn't see that one coming. Not when you got Jesus. Because he's not only your shield, he's also your buckler. He will protect you when you're sleeping. He will protect you no matter which way you go. If you abide under the shadow of the Most High God. We're going to Daniel 3, 14 through 25. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of mine hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abagnito answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abagnigo, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hoisin, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abagnigo. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abagnigo, fell down into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Now we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. See, now we're going to go to verse 5. 
in Psalms 91. It says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. See, terror is a fear that people try to put on other people, and the devil tries to put it on us. See, the king said, If you don't bow down, I will throw you into a burning, fiery furnace. He was trying to pierce that fear so much until they would despise the Lord God and bow down and worship his God. But you don't have to be afraid of the terror by day or by night or for the flying arrow. You don't have to worry about none of that. When the devil comes and tells you, you know what, if you do serve God, I will kill you. You can answer just like them. I'm not careful how to answer you in this matter. The God whom I serve will deliver me. And if not, I'm still not going to bow down because they knew who God was. They wasn't afraid of that terror he was trying to put on them. The same way we can do today, no matter what the devil comes at us with. We could say the same thing. I'm not careful to answer you in this matter. You might come against me with family problems. You might come against me with the loss of a job. You might come against me with sickness or with pain. But I am not afraid to answer you because the God that I serve will deliver me. And if not, I still will trust him. I'm going to trust him no matter where I go. I'm going to trust him no matter what I go through. You cannot put fear into me. An arrow is something that pierces. And no matter if it's your mentality, your physical being, or your spirituality, the devil tries to pierce you through to get you with doubt, with unbelief, with fear, with, with hunger of the word of God and nobody's feeding you. He tries to point out accusations. He tries to pierce you with grudges. He's trying to pierce you with unforgiveness. Don't let him pierce you like that. Take the shield of faith. Yes, they probably did me wrong, but if they did Jesus wrong, what do you think they're going to do to me? The Bible says if they did this to the green tree, what do you think they'll do to the dry? If they lied on Jesus, they're going to lie on you. If they falsely accused him, they're going to falsely accuse you. If they beat him, they're probably going to beat you too. If no matter what they did, Jesus never lost his ground. He never lost his integrity. The same thing with you and I. Don't lose your integrity, your faith, and your trust in the Most High God, no matter what seems to be going on. Because the Bible tells us that God is the one that created the evil and the good. So he's in control of all of it. He made the devil. He gave the devil his power. He lets the devil do whatever he does. But you are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are not weak. You are strong through Jesus Christ. And then even in your weakness, that is when God shows himself strong. So when the devil has you about broken and you are not going to give up and Jesus sees he's going to hold on until he breaks he's not going to let you break he's going to show himself strong and deliver you out of anything that you're going through there's not a problem too big for God we don't have to be afraid of the terror by night nor from the arrow that flieth by day we have nothing to worry about we're going to Ephesians 6 13 through 18 we're foretaking unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. 
Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now I want to show you a little something of how the armor of God works. It only really works through prayer. Praying always. You can have the armor of God, and if you don't pray, you're not going to be able to use it. That shield of faith will just be sitting there. That buckler will just be sitting there, because faith without works is dead. So when you say you believe, you must pray always. Talk to God. Let him talk to you. Don't just sit there idle, because faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith that you want. And then here's another catch. You can have so much faith until you can say to the mountain, be ye moved and plucked over yonder. But if you don't have God, it profits you nothing because God is love. So no matter how much faith you have, how much shield you think you have, how powerful you may seem to be, you can understand the Bible, you can preach, you can do whatever you want, but if you don't have God, if you don't have love, it profits you nothing. You can understand the Bible. The Bible says you can prophesy and understand all mysteries. But if you don't have love, which means if you don't have God, it doesn't profit you nothing. You could be able to preach, but if you don't have love, you're going to sound like those symbols by themselves, which is annoying. If somebody was just to get up here and bang on the symbols, everybody would want them to stop because it's annoying just to hear symbols crashing. And that's how you sound. I don't care how much you get the mic and scream on the mic and you understand the Bible. If you don't have God behind it, you don't got nothing. We have to pray and prayer is the key. Jesus prayed all night long. He told his disciples, pray that you will not enter into temptation. Praying is such an important thing in our life. We have to pray and then the armor of God will be used to its fullest. Quenching all the fiery darts. It didn't say some of them. It said all of them. Every single one of them. The buckler will be in its place. The armor will be good. Your feet will be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You will be just fine, but you must pray. Pray without ceasing. It says men should ought always to pray and not to faint. We need to always pray. It says in verse 6, Nor from the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor from the destruction that wasteth at noonday. When the children of Israel, they sinned against God, I believe it was the time that David numbered the people and the plague had begun and thousands of people died and David looked and he saw the angel of the Lord with his sword drawn in his hand and God told the angel, it's enough. But when you are under the shadow of the most high God, you don't have to worry about that destroying angel because it won't destroy you. We're going to go to Exodus 12, 22 to 23. Ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. You know, the lintel is that frame that goes across the top of the door. And the two side posts are what hold the door and close the door. 
If you have the blood of Jesus Christ written on your heart, if you have the blood of Jesus on your right hand and on your left hand, if you have the blood of Jesus as a banner over you, you have nothing to worry about. He said, write them upon the table of your hearts, upon the two side posts of your heart. You got to have the word of God written in your hearts and that destroyer will not destroy you. It will pass over you. And when you see a thousand falling on that side and 10,000 falling on this side, you can sit there and rejoice because the destroyer will not come nigh your dwelling place. And where is your dwelling place supposed to be? Under the shadow of the Most High God. If you are abiding under the shadow of the Most High God, that destroyer will not come nigh your dwelling place. A lot of people, they think dwelling places as a house that we live in. That is our physical dwelling place. But you see people that are, they, we get sick, we get stuff stolen from our house. We, and it's not because God didn't protect us. But this physical dwelling place is only temporary. But the spiritual dwelling place, he can't steal your joy. He can't steal your peace. He can't steal anything from you. He can't make you doubt. He cannot make you fall. He can't do anything to you spiritually when you abide under the shadow of the Most High God. And then on top of all that, he knows what things we have need of, so he protects us down here too. But we mostly need to focus on our spiritual walk with God. Because if they go and they steal my own house, God can give me another one. But if they steal your joy, you become weak because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you let the devil steal your joy, you have already lost. You begin to do things you weren't supposed to do, say things you weren't supposed to say. You won't be able to control your tongue because you're angry and irritated and agitated and you have no peace. But when you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, none of that matters. They steal your house and you're like, well, thank you, Jesus. The Lord gave and the Lord took away. I need another house. And you know that he knows what you have need of. So all you got to do is wait for it because you're going to get another one anyway. David said, I was young and now I'm old. I haven't seen the righteous forsake or a seed begging bread so we know that everything in this world is going to be replaced according as we need it but your salvation is something you need to fight for it's something you need to hold on to because the bible says don't be high-minded and think that oh god drafted you in if he didn't spare the natural branches what do you think he's going to do to a wild branch he said don't be high-minded be fearful and give God thanks that he let you in. So we need to hold on to our salvation, hold on to our faith. The Bible says to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We need to hold on to it, fight for it with everything we have because it's the most precious thing that leads into life eternal. And when the fight is over and you see yourself standing up there in a white robe, you know the rest of that conversation. And you can begin to rejoice even before you get there because you already know what you're going to hear. You're going to hear, well done. You had everybody on the left-hand side looking at you like they done gone crazy. And you're over there shouting already before the gate even opens because you know I've done everything that God has told me to do. And I am in a robe of righteousness. And when you look down and there's not a spot a wrinkle, a blemish, or any such thing, you can rejoice even before he calls your name up there. And when you get there and he calls your name, you know what you're going to hear next. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter 
into the joy of the Lord. He just read tonight our light afflictions are but for a moment and they're not even to be compared to what God has planned for us. So let us endure temptation. Let us remember this chapter. If we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, we got nothing to worry about. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We're going to open up the altar if anyone needs prayer, just come up. God has been so good to us. God has done the impossible. God has brought us a mighty long ways. I, I praise God every time I walk in this church because when we first started, we were all learning. God has blessed us with our own little place now, and now I'm looking for a bigger place. Reach out, reach out and touch the Lord. If you need anything, all you gotta do is reach out. You will find God is never too busy to hear you. He said, Behold, the eyes of the Lord run to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Every need that you have, every desire that you have, all you got to do is reach out and touch him as he passes by. Touch the hem of his garment. Reach out and touch the Lord as he touch him with your voice. You can touch him with lifting up your hands. There was a blind man and the blind man heard that Jesus was passing by and he cried out and when they told him to hold his peace, the Bible says he cried out the more and Jesus stood still and called him and he got what he wanted. All you gotta do is reach out and, and just get a hold of him. Just let him know what you want. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for the opportunities that you have given us to reach out and to touch you. Uh, my God, thank you for this moment uh, as you are passing by, uh, as the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, uh, looking uh, who he can show himself strong in. Uh, my God, we are asking uh, that you look upon us, my God, uh, that you look upon Adam in the name of Jesus, uh, and that you show yourself strong in his life, uh, no matter what he needs. Uh, you got it. No matter what he desires, you got it. No matter what he wants, you got it. You promise not to withhold any good thing from him. My God, open up the windows of heaven in the name of Jesus and pour out your spirit upon him. Let it run over that he will not have room enough to receive. My God, let it be so spiritual that he will know you are right there, that you are the one leading and guiding him in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, don't withhold any good thing from him in the name of Jesus. My Father, bless his going out and bless his coming in. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Hallelujah. Lord God, remember Philip, oh Lord God. My Father, my God, remember him in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you know the 
situation of the court. You know the situation of the property. You know the both sides of the story. You know what's going on with this other party and with what's going on with him. But you are a God of the truth. You're the God that does the equal balance. You're the God that loves justice. And my Father, in the name of Jesus, let justice be done in this situation. My Father, right the wrong. In the name of Jesus, my Father, let your will be done. Let justice be done in this situation. But my God, let both hearts know that the right thing is the right thing. Let them accept the truth in the name of Jesus. For you are the truth in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. And no lie can overcome the truth. No dishonesty can overcome the truth. Let the truth be in this situation in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, remember Bill, remember Mary, remember their grandchildren, remember their son, remember the families, remember what's going on. Let them come into your remembrance in the mighty name of Jesus because there's not a problem that you cannot solve. There's not a situation that you cannot handle. You can fix it. You can move it. You can do the impossible, my God. My God, and I thank you and I praise you, oh Lord God, for all that you have done. I thank you, my Father, for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. Let the truth prevail in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let the truth prevail. My God, begin to open up our eyes spiritually uh, that we may see right from wrong. Uh, Open up our ears spiritually uh, that we can hear right from wrong. Uh, That we will choose uh, the right in the name of Jesus. Uh, That we will choose uh, to follow you. Uh, That we will give up everything uh, to follow you in the name of Jesus. Uh, My God, I thank you and I praise you. uh, For there is no power that is stronger than yours. You are the one that ordained all the power. You are the one that ordained it all. And I thank you, my God. Lord God, when Mary goes home, oh Lord God, let everything be different and changed in the name of Jesus. Lord, satisfy her longing soul. Feed her the bread of life. And when the devil comes in, lift up a standard for her and block it in the name of Jesus. Feed her for you promised that every hungry heart will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, my God, and I praise you, Lord, for all that you have done. My Father, remember Uriah, my God. Remember Javi in the name of Jesus. You know where they're at. You know what they're doing. You know just what to do. And I thank you and I praise you. There is no soul that you cannot get a hold of. There's no state of mind that you cannot talk to. There is no heart that is so hard you cannot open it. But my God, I ask that you will let the truth have his way in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I thank you, my God. Remember all the children. Lord, remember all the children, my God. Lord, as they some get ready to go back to school, my God, protect their hearts and their minds. Protect their eyes and their ears. Shut them when they need to be shut and open them when they need to be opened in the name of Jesus. Let it be that you protect them and that you show them that you are the one they need and want. You have been always the one that has satisfied our mouth with good things. You are the only one that we need in this life and in the life to come. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for these precious moments. I thank you, my God, for all that you have done. Lord, you have been so good to us. Don't let us forget where we get our blessings from. Don't let it be that we turn around and don't say thank you, but walk away with the blessings that you have given us. But let us all be able to turn around and just say thank you. For you are worthy to be praised. And all glory and all honor belongs unto you. And I thank you and I praise you, my thank God, you, for these moments. My Father, keep us under the shadow of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership or to join visit us on anchor to become a listener supporter may god bless you may he keep you may he shine his face always upon you and may he forever keep you